0: Welcome back everybody to another episode of the Jay Stevens Podcast. This is episode number 71, dedicated to the 1994 NBA scoring champ who scored a career high 71 points in the final game of that season to win said title, Mr. David Robinson. And as always, thank you for listening and downloading. to the episode of the podcast. On today's episode, we we'll are talking a little bit about remembering 2-24-20. There are some possible rule changes coming in college football. The month of March is finally here, and as a basketball fan, this is the month I live for. But first, if you have not listened to episode number 70 just yet, be sure to go back and listen to that. My brother was our guest, the founder and owner of Disturbing Comfort, his fitness brand where he provides online personal training um, and online uh, meal plans and uh, workouts as well to fit you and your lifestyle where you currently are to help you live a healthier lifestyle. He is one that's he's not just one a person that's been in shape his whole life or anything like that. He'll, he talks about it on, on, uh, on, the, on the episode. He had an unhealthy relationship with food at one point. Then he had a paradigm shift to having a healthy relationship with food. And the rest is history. We all, some, some there are people out there that turn the volume down when they hear fitness. And some that turn the volume up when they listen to fitness. I guarantee you the information that's going to come through the speakers during episode number 70, you're going to want to turn the volume all the way up. February 25th was a big get for Archie Miller in his tenure as head coach at Indiana University. Up until this time, even this season, Indiana University under Archie Miller has been inconsistent. You look at their record, you say, yes, Jay, they are a good team. They are a good squad. They are 18 and 11. 18 and 11 at Indiana University. Go back and look at their non-conference schedule. Look at their conference schedule. Look at their non-conference record. Look at their conference record. And you want to look at here and say, yeah, 18-11, okay, cool. It's it's not that bad. Okay, cool, whatever you want to say. But you, there's more to it than just the numbers that are there on their record. Archie Miller and those members and those fans and those members of the media around the Indiana University basketball program, they're not really happy with a lot that's going on on the court a lot of inconsistent play, a lot of a lot of plays that should have been ran uh, differently, a lot of philosophies that need to be t- that need to be coached that aren't being coached right now. And on February 25th, 2020, he got maybe the biggest get of his tenure as head basketball coach of Indiana University. He got the number one point guard not just in the state of Indiana, that is a hotbed for basketball, but he also got the number one point guard in two of the three highest recruiting databases in the country in Christian Lander at of Evansville Wrights High School in Southern Indiana. According to ESPN uh, ESPN rankings, class of 2021, Christian Lander, five-star recruit, is the number one point guard in that class. According to, according to Rivals.com, he's the number two point guard in the class of 2021. Then according to the 247 Sports, he is the number one point guard in the class of 2021. Oh, here's something really, really special about Mr. Lander. He has the opportunity to to reclassify to the class of 2020. Now, you may be wondering or thinking or even maybe want to ask if this were a call-in show, hey, Jay, how in the world is he able to reclassify? Well, I would tell you, it's not as easy as this. You and I, I mean, my buddies, um, we're thinking about going out out one day after work. I'm like, hey, man, do y'all want to go out Friday or Saturday? What day do you want to go? Y'all want to go out Friday or Saturday? It's not that easy. Or meet a young lady that I'm talking to, or that I know, or that I'm dating. I'm not married right now, and I'm saying, hey, uh, hey, do you want to? You want to go out? Do you want to? Uh, you want to um, go out to that restaurant you were talking about? Do you want to go out there on Friday evening or Saturday evening? Or, 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 or is a different day throughout the week better than better for you because you're busy that weekend? What day works for you? It's not that simple. I wish it was. I'm sure Christian Lander wishes it was. And I'm sure that Archie Miller wishes it was. Because Christian Lander sees one thing. I'm a point guard. I'm really good at being a point guard. I'm really good at leading the offense. Yeah, I know Rob Finnessy is there at IU, but you know what? They got a big man in Trace Jackson Davis, and whoo-hoo-wee, that brother, if we got together, if we were able to hoop together for one season, whoo, something special might happen, and, and Christian Lander also knows Trace there, Trace may not be there after Trace's sophomore year, so Christian Lander's trying to find a way, possibly, don't know if this is true or not. But I wouldn't be surprised if this came up at a press conference at some point where Chris Leonard's like, hey, man, I got to find a way to to get there next year. Got to find a way to get there next year. Because I know after I graduate, if I go out next year, there's a good shot at the end of 2021. Trace is going to the league, getting that bag. And I'm going to be going to IU and, well, not knowing who the big man is going to be that I'm going to be playing with. That could be a thought process, but this is a big, big get for Archie Miller. In Indiana, a lot of talk is going on, a lot of pressure is going on. The Indiana basketball coach, not just because you're living in the shadow of Robert Montgomery Knight and you're trying to live up to what the, the, his name and what he has done. And, and well, <laughs> nobody. Mike Davis tried, Tom, Tr- Tom Crean tried, Kelvin Sampson tried for a little bit, but he got about the paint for uh, violating um, uh, NCAA uh, recruiting uh, um, um, rules and all of a sudden you got Archie Miller okay cool Archie how are you doing with with recruiting the state because in every single state especially Indiana you have to recruit your state well he's doing better doing better than a lot a lot of other a lot of others but man if he was able to get Trace and Christian Leonard together I'm sure it's in his mind saying hey this is going to work out very very well but Archie you got to change your philosophy. You got to figure out a way to, to fit the offense very, very well in 2020. Don't run the old school stuff. You can have your personnel set up for it. But if it's not set up for it, run things that work well with you and the personnel you have. It changes your philosophy because coaches have to do that over time to work with what you have on the court and practice every single day. Christian Lander, big gift for Indian. For IU, Christian Lander, big gift for Archie Miller. Sure hope things get turned around, because as my mom being an alumni of IU, the worst thing I hate to say is, Mom, your school is losing once again. Hey, we don't, I don't I don't like those conversations. I don't like to send those text messages. IU, Archie, Christian Lander, Trace, Rob Finney, Armand Franklin. Yes, I know you're still there out of uh, Indianapolis as well. Keep doing your thing, and I sure hope, I hope they find a way. To get this young men to reclassify from 2021 to 2020, because next year together, Lander and Davis together, whoo-wee, that could be special. Let's go ahead and take a trip to Los Angeles, California, because there's one word that I can use to describe the celebration of life that was on February 24th. Remember, Kobe and Gigi. And that world is simply beautiful. Monday, February 24th rolls around and I'm at work in the morning thinking to myself, how in the world am I going to watch this service and not have my bosses get on my case? You know, I I sell cars for a living. So if I'm not in the show, if I'm not in the showroom or if I'm not out with a customer on a test drive, or if I am not uh, out doing something visible in front of the managers, sometimes they get a little uneasy. Sometimes they start wondering and freaking out because there's nobody up front to watch the area, to watch the the parking lot when customers come in to buy cars. So what I did, which I know I've been there for quite a while, my bosses know me, they know what's going on in sports, Uh, so I know that there are times that I may have a little bit more leeway than other people at work do. So I sit at my desk, put my headphones on, because you know, when you got your headphones on, that means for people to just leave you alone. So I'm sitting there, uh, headphones on, watching the service, or so I thought. I'm, I'm sitting there looking down, looking down on my phone, and I'm thinking, okay, cool, man. Uh, wow. I, I have my phone, not my, not my computer, because my phone was the only way I could have my headphones in. I did not have headphones, uh conducive for the um, headphone jack that went for the computer at work. So I'm sitting there looking at my phone, I'm like, woo hoo wee my goodness, that's the purple. Man, LA, you guys do it big every single time. And so I'm sitting there like, okay, cool, man. You, you know they took they took the court up, the baskets are away, they brought in chairs and they had they had a very a very good setup right there for the service. It's something I I man, to see a pro. But granted, I was now I was unable to watch anyone speak honestly, even up to Jimmy Kimmel's, uh opening up and talking and leading up to Vanessa Bryant introducing her before she came up came up and gave her eloquent speech, her eloquent eulogy of Kobe Bryant and, and Gigi. One of my sales managers came to me and ended up saying, hey, Jay, when did you go to this person's house, pick them up, bring them back? They need a car ASAP. So that's what happened. I was not able to watch the service like many of you were. So I went back on YouTube to watch the service and to see exactly how beautiful. No, excuse me. To see how the service went down. And that's why the word that I can use to describe this particular service was beautiful. From Vanessa Bryant all the way down to Christina Aguilera singing. Now, now the portion that I watched, I didn't watch the beginning. I know Beyonce sang at some point. I'm assuming that she was at the beginning of it, the beginning of it. I did miss, I missed that. All, even all the way down to Christina Aguilera singing at the very, very end, and them playing Kobe Bryant's short film, Dear Basketball. Beautiful, baby. Beautiful from beginning to end, from the first words that I heard to the last. note, Christina Aguilera sang absolutely beautiful Vanessa Bryant in a, in a way that only she can we have all seen Vanessa uh, some of you have added Vanessa like myself after Kobe Bryant passed away didn't really uh, her, I didn't really think about adding her until then but her thoughts and her words even on <clears throat> on the social media platform as Instagram eloquent. Beautiful, and you can literally see in her post the the pain and the anguish, and how she just desperately misses her babies. Yes, not just her baby Gigi, but her baby Kobe Bryant. She desperately misses them, and she, man, she talked about how Gigi um, would kiss would would kiss her uh, before going to school. And one day she thought that she missed a kiss from Gigi. No, what actually happened? Gigi kissed her before she went to sleep, but well, before uh, Vanessa woke up and. Vanessa ended up sending a text to Gigi saying, "Hey, you didn't kiss me this morning." She said, "No, mommy, I kissed you. You were still asleep. I didn't want to wake you up." And that's just the kind of love and the compassion, and that's the kind of person that Gigi was. Literally loving every person that she that she was around, and she poured her whole her her whole heart into everything she did, just like her daddy did. Vanessa went on to talk about Kobe Bryant. The one thing to talk about about me, there were there was that one story that she told about Kobe Bryant. It was, he would always check for her to make sure she was there before the first timeout in the game. Well, one day she was not there uh, before the the first time out. So Kobe Bryant went to an usher and tried to make sure and tried to find out where his wife was because he wanted her there to watch him play at the games she was able to go to. to. And she said it was amazing that Kobe was able to play the game and at the same time be conscious about where I was as his wife um, and seeing if I was in my seat or not. Now you want, we all hear about the top players, Michael Jordan, LeBron, uh, Kobe Bryant, Shaq, how their mindset's different, how their mental makeup is different, how they're able to compartmentalize, and how, how they're able to focus and hone in on and just be one, have a one track mind about what's going on at that time, but also be able to, uh, um, Digest and to go into, to view and to remember so many different details, not just about what's going on on the court, but what's going on on the bench, or in the crowd, and things of that nature. And Vanessa, like, like she, like only she can, so eloquently pour her whole heart, or a piece of her heart, out before the world to describe her baby Gigi, and then her the uh, her only boyfriend, as she said, Kobe Bryant. Then also, you had Diana Diana Taurasi spoke after that. Sabrina Unescu, we're going to get to Jess in a little bit. Two young ladies that had a very special, very special connection with Kobe. Diana Taurasi talked about how she used to practice Kobe's uh, game winner. I think it was three hard hard, uh, dribbles to the right, uh, pivot with the left, um raise up shoot fall through now i may have gotten that wrong but you get the gist she practiced the same thing kobe practiced it did in the game and she actually used that to win a game in the WNBA? i want to say WNBA finals but that may be wrong yes sabrina Onescu, oregon basketball player who had a game that same that very day early 20s young lady the most the the, college, the women's college basketball player that everybody has their eyes on and for a short few moments the whole world is watching her in her speech in her eulogy of Kobe and about how her relationship not just with Kobe Bryant but also with Gigi was so special and it's one that she will never ever forget yeah Gina Oriyama you had Ron Polinka, Kobe's agent also his best friend uh you <laughs> rob i'm sitting here thinking okay rob what can you put into this no I, I don't know rob Polinka i've never really heard rob talk yeah not not in this type of uh scenario i'm thinking rob what can you pour in? and then this man pulls out a story about how kobe bryant learned moonlight sonata by beethoven by ear not by a but not by a teacher not by anything like this no Kobe Bryant, the man. Yeah, we look at Kobe Bryant. We know him as a, the basketball player, the man, the father, the husband. But Kobe Bryant was a skilled individual. He, he was fluent in three or four, I want to say four languages. We know about him winning the Oscar. We know about him being a teacher of basketball to young ladies. You know how he poured his heart out into the women's basketball game. But the thing that most people don't realize, people know about, but they don't know the depths of what this goes into. Kobe Bryant and that love you have for Vanessa, that was special. That was that was something that we can all learn from. No matter if you're in a relationship now, if you're or if you have the desire to get, get a, a long term relationship down the road, that is something we can all learn from. And Rob Palenko said there was a time Kobe Bryant learned Moonlight Sonata by Beethoven by ear. No teacher, no sight reading, no nothing, by ear in a week, and then played that for Vanessa. Talk about, talk about, talk about. Um, you you might want to step your game up a little bit, so that if you, so that you can do this for your woman, or so that if you have a woman, or uh, you're oh, a young lady that's looking to find a man one day, or you or you're married to somebody. Hey man, hey, step your game up, y'all. This is a challenge to all the men. Women are like, yeah, hey, Kobe, do that thing, do that thing, do. hey, show it off for all the men, so the men can step their game up in the middle. Like, hey, Kobe. You ain't got to do that to us. You don't have to do that at all. I, we all know you're skill. We all know you're one of a kind. But, man, you ain't got to do that for Vanessa and Rob. You could have kept that story to yourself. No, I'm just being funny right now. But you you get it. You get what I'm saying. That's just part of the man that Kobe Bryant was. <laughs> Michael Jordan came up, made a joke about him. But uh, am <laughs> <laughs> having a new Jordan crying. I mean, hey, man. hey Hey, Mike. I, I'm not one to try to pull to pour that on you in that moment. Uh, uh, <laughs> actually, basically, your little brother's uh, um, uh, celebration of life. But hey, man, hey, you said it. You know how the meme workers, they, they probably had that thing up before you got done off the stage because they are just, that's good. But Mike Michael Jordan talked about the, his his little uh, figurative uh, little brother and how their relationship really just was a little bit different. Kobe would text him at 11 to 3 AM asking questions about basketball, asking questions about what Michael Jordan was thinking and he was learning to move at a particular age. Well, Mike said, at what age are you talking about? Kobe Bryant says, hey, uh, 12, cause Kobe Bryant was trying to help Gigi with some basketball moves, but he did not know how to properly do that. So we said, hey, Mike, what were you thinking when you learned this move at this age? Mike says what age? Kobe Bryant says 12. Michael Jordan, in in the way that only Mike can, Mike comes back with, well, at 12, (laughs) I was learning how to play baseball. And it's just thinking about how Kobe Bryant's mind is so much different than any other person that many of us have ever come in contact with A lot of us have never come in contact with with Kobe, but it sure seems like we have had a personal relationship with Kobe from the start of his career all the way to present day. Shaq came up. uh, uh, Shaq came up and Shaq, I've never seen Shaq like this. We all know Shaq is this big, tough guy, Shaq Diesel. Um, um, the big Aristotle, whatever whatever nickname you want to uh, uh, nickname Shaq as. I know somebody called him the big AARP Uh we started to retire for the NBA. But man, seeing Shaq in this state, I'm not trying to be sad. I'm, I just, I'm trying to really celebrate Kobe now. But seeing Shaq in this state, seeing Shaq in this area of his life that we've never seen Shaq vulnerable. Up until this point, I- I've heard of Shaq crying at two points in his life one of them was when he got swept by, swept by the Rockets in the I want to say '95 Finals. I want to, I want to say it was a '95 Finals. They got swept by the Rockets when Hakeem Olajuwon literally just took him to town. Didn't matter what uh, move Hakeem wanted to do, Shaq. This is young Shaq now, but Shaq had no answer. I don't know the other time because I I'd heard Shaq said he cried twice in his lifetime. But when TNT did that serve, I mean did did the when, TA, when TNT, um, Shaq, Kenny, Ernie, uh, Charles Barkley, I know Steve Nash was on there, Candace Parker was on there, uh, just to name a few, Dwayne Wade was on there when they did that special for Kobe in Staples Center. I saw Shaq, we all saw Shaq at a different light, a way that we have never seen Shaq before. I know i would never seen Shaq cry like that. I mean, bawling, sobbing, and even so, so so cautiously and graciously when when Shaq was talking when he opened up opened up that um that show that day and he had paused for three or four seconds and Ernie knowing how dead how dead space kill dead airtime killed shows Ernie was going to go to someone else to speak and Shaq said Nah I'm not done yet and Ernie backed away and knowing hey this isn't scripted we're going off the cuff did a did a great job of letting it go back to Shaq and letting Shaq speak again about his little brother. And then you have this Shaq. Shaq Celebration of Life, Shaq. Yeah, you know Shaq is there. Shaq, once again, the tears start falling, but there was, it was like only Shaq can. Shaq starts throwing out those jokes, and the jokes were timel- timed perfectly. Great service, great service. I, 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 if you had not been able to watch it, I hope you DVR'd it. Or if you do not DVR, go back to go back to YouTube. There was actually a couple um, different um, uh, streams that I saw. This one that has every person's um, speech on there. This one that was I think was the CNN, CNN, or one of the news stations. They actually did from start to finish their own portion of it. And then they went live to Stable Center for that as well. Oh, a couple things before I get out of here. One, did, did y'all realize that a mob shot is literally anywhere Michael Jordan is? A Tar Heels game, no matter if it's the Tar Heels in Chapel Hill, no matter if it's the North Carolina Tar Heels in the Final Four in the National Championship game. Man, I saw, I I, I was watching Michael Jordan speak, and I, they, they panned over to Michael Jordan's wife, and lo and behold... <laughs> My main man, Ahmad Rashad, is still in action. I don't know what the man is doing, but it sure seems like him and Mike are best friends. And that relationship that they formed over 20 plus years ago, probably 25 plus years ago, is still going strong to this day. But 224 20 yeah, going into it is all about Kobe, all about Gigi. But there was a young lady that spoke there, Sabrina Unescu, Oregon Women's Basketball Team. It's hard for you to find a woman in college basketball right now that brings more notoriety, brings the cameras to them more than Miss Sabrina. For years, women's college basketball has been ran by or by this team, Pat Summit or Tennessee, Gina Oriyama or UConn. But it's one of those two, either the coach and the team, they run that brand of women's basketball. Tennessee, Pat Summit, UConn, Gina Oriyama. Now, UConn has gotten down. They're not, run, they're not running the table and destroying people like they once did. Well, I think, I think they won 93 or 94-plus games straight, what UConn did at one point. Sabrina Onescu is a bright spot for, women, for women's college basketball, a bright spot that has desperately needed this year. Her relationship with Kobe Bryant and Gigi has been special. Uh, it's been all at the forefront. We have all seen that on display, not just um, after the death of, the, of the, those two individuals, but also while those those two individuals, Gigi and Kobe, were alive on Earth, we saw how the, the, the connection that they had was special. Even to Sabrina and Kobe doing work, working out together to help her game go to the next level. Well, on on Monday night, Sabrina Unescu became the first D1 men's or women's basketball player to have a to have these career totals: two thousand points. 1,000 rebounds, 1,000 assists at one, with one player. First D1 men or women's basketball player to have that kind of career. Shaq didn't do it. Magic Johnson didn't do it. Larry Bird didn't do it. Michael Jordan didn't do it. Pistol Pete didn't do it. Al Cinder didn't do it. Now, I know I'm just naming some greats, but I could keep on going. You get the gist. You get the summary. The year that she's having is special. Let's go to the women's side. Cheryl Miller didn't do it. Lisa Leslie didn't do it. Diana Tarassi didn't do it. I mean, there's so many great women out there. Cheryl Swoops didn't do it. There are so many great women and men's basketball players that have just come and gone, that have put their stamp of approval, their stamp on the game, either the men's or women's side, the D1 side, and Miss Sabrina Unesco became the first person to accomplish that feat. And she accomplished it on the same day that we're celebrating the lives as a country, as a world of Kobe Bryant and Gigi. Sabrina. Yeah, young lady, early 20s. That day, she that day she was in L.A., she flew to Stanford and the rest is history 2 24 Twenty. Yes, going into the day, it was a day we're celebrating the lives of two individuals and the seven others of Kobe and Gigi and the seven others that passed away on the helicopter crash in Calabasas, California. Going into the day, we knew that something special may happen in the Oregon versus Stanford women's basketball game. And I guarantee, this me speaking for Sabrina right now, that day, the way that it ended, it couldn't have ended any other way. The perfect ending to a perfect day. She remembers her friend, her friends earlier in the day, eulogizes them in her own special way, and then accomplishes a feat that no other D1 men or women basketball athlete, basketball player has ever accomplished. Sabrina, Gigi, Kobe, those things will forever be knit together. Not just because of the friendship but because of what happened in the celebration of life in the Oregon-Stanford game that evening on February 24th, 2020. I sure hope that you didn't think that the NFL was going to be the only brand of football that's going to make possible rule changes to that particular brand, college football. It's their time to make possible changes as well. These changes that are possibly coming to college football, they must be approved by the NCAA Playing Rules Oversight Panel. And they're going to be discussing these possible rules on April 16th. So they literally have... A month and a half, almost two months to look over, think over, chew, digest, watch film about to make sure they're making the right decision about these rules to help enhance the product on the field that so many college football fans watch religiously week after week after week. Well, there are a few rules here, maybe five or six different rules, that are possibly going to be changed, and these rules go like this. The targeting rule is not going to change as far as you being penalized and you were kicked out of the game. The only thing about targeting that's going to be changed is the player can stay on the sideline and does not have to go back to the locker room. One thing that's going to change in with the targeting rule is this. If you get three targeting flags in one season you are still subject to a one game suspension there are no changes coming to the kickoff players cannot wear number zero and that's because duplicate name, the same number can only be worn twice no more confusion to refs no more confusion to coaches no more confusion to anybody if you're going to wear if play if there are two, multiple players that want to wear the same number on a particular team only two people Two players can wear that same number. Refs are going to come out 90 minutes before kickoff. Instead of 60 minutes, there have been too many pregame scuffles. The Belk Bowl, we also know the Miami-Florida rivalry, um, different rivalries that there are scuffles on the field before the game. So the refs are going to come out 30 minutes earlier to try to get all of the all of that activity to slow down, to simmer down, and to be away and to get off the field and not be a part of our game anymore. Also, there's a cap on how long replay can go, and that cap is two minutes. And let the church say amen, because I trust me, trust me. If you're a fan like me, and you start watching replay, and it and it goes way too long, you start changing channels. One, a lot of us Americans don't like commercials. I can only speak for Americans because that's where I live. A lot of Americans don't like commercials. So also, if a replay is taking way too long, what do we want to do? Change a channel. Because nine times out of ten, if there's a college football game on one channel. There's a game on another channel, another channel, and another channel as well. College football rules the fall. Just like NFL rules Sunday, college football rules Saturdays. And trust me. If y'all take it too long with replay, I'm gonna go somewhere else to watch another game that's not taking too long with replay. But the one thing that I'm trying to figure out here with these possible rule changes, you're going to tell me, with everything going on with, with targeting, with everything going on with the rules that the NCAA is utilizing to make the game safer, why in the world are you going to are you going to keep the rule the same way? We have a rule. Go back to the Fiesta Bowl, the whole school, the PlayStation Fiesta Bowl. I'm sorry. I'm used to, 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 to Tostitos. I can't say it right. The, the Fiesta Bowl, Ohio State, Clemson. We can all think back to January. It was not that long ago. We can all think back to that time when, well, uh, there was a targeting call there. Didn't really make any sense. Um, It was a bad call. Even those in the booth, uh, Kirk Kirk, Street, Chris Fowler even said that was not the right call. Now, you can always you can always use your brain and try to rationalize and say, oh, well, I can see where the reference coming from. I can see what's going on. Blah, 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 blah. blah. But ultimately, we don't agree with what they say. So you will think the rules committee, those in the office, things of that nature, they would actually go ahead and change the rule. To make it actually be more of a regular football play, a football penalty. You can have the targeting rule there. Because targeting in and of itself, the spearing aspect, has no place in football. But you could say, hey, we're going to put more descriptive words to to differentiate between one type of hit and another. Not that hard, not that deep, but to those in the referees and those on this panel and those that are making these, the possible proposal for the different changes, it's a big thing for them. Oh, you know what? I don't like no changes to kickoff. This is, this is one that upsets me. I won't say upsets me, not like infuriates, like targeting guns, but you watch it to kickoff. First off, you got to kick it from the 35, move back five yards. I understand the desire to kick off from the 35, but more action comes when you kick off from the 30. But let me get back to my point. You kick off from the 35, you kick the ball, and let's say you want to kick it high, but in the field of play. Well, if I'm at the 10-yard line, and the coach says if you're at the 10, call a fair catch. A lot of these players will obey their coach and call a fair catch. Hey, I'm I'm not mad at that. Nothing wrong with that at all. The one thing that I don't understand, why allow a player on a kickoff, not a punt, on a kickoff to call a fair catch and allow it to be a touchback. Excuse me? If I if you if, if you're gonna do a, a pooch kick or a short kick and I catch the ball at my own 40, a fair catch, okay, cool, great. get the ball the 40-yard line. Not a big deal. But because you're inside the 25, oh, this is like an extra safety zone. The safety zone only used to be 10 yards, but now it's an extra 25 yards. What are you doing? This is football football supposed to be physical football supposed to be a game of intense pressure intense hits that's why people started playing as a young kid hey you can legally hit people inflict pain and not go to jail for it now i'm not saying you i didn't want you to inflict pain but one of the things that we love about football is the is the hard hitting the pressure the excruciating pain that we see inflicted on others that's what we love about football football We love the hard hits. We love the jacked-up moments that ESPN took away because, oh, that's bad for our brand. I don't think it's ESPN's fault. I think the NFL wanted to change things for safety purposes and take those hits out of the game. What do we remember Brian Dawkins for? Big hits. What do we remember John Lynch for? Big hits. Were they illegal hits? No. the players get hurt? Yeah, they may have got hurt a little bit. Did their players get ended? Did their careers get ended? No. Now you have Lawrence Taylor, Joe Tyson back in the day in the 80s. Yes, I understand that. You, you don't want that in the NFL. But trust me, these type of hits, we want those kind of hits in the NFL. And honestly, the hits on kickoff, yeah, it's one of the you could say it's one of the most dangerous plays in football. That's why for some people, <laughs> it's the most exciting Yes, definitely most exciting. I understand that the NCAA wants to preach safety. I understand what they're doing. I understand why they have made some of the changes that they have. Oh, yeah. Refs come out 90 minutes instead of 60 minutes before kickoff. Great. That makes sense. Capping up replay of two minutes or 120 seconds long. Great. That's perfect. No duplicate numbers. Got no problem with that. Could wear number, z- could, could wear number zero. That's the only number. You can have all to yourself. It's either zero or double, double zero. You can't have two zeros and you can't have, well, you possibly, you could, excuse me, you could have two double zeros. You could have two zeros, but you know, ain't nobody want to go out there and wear zero or double zero. You ain't want to have duplicate numbers of that. No, 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 no. Doesn't make sense. You're one, you're two, you're five, you're 10. You're three if you want to if you want to be an Allen Iverson on the football field. You're 70 if you want to be a Michael Vick or a Ted Ginn Jr. or all the guys out have Ward number seven. Oh, if you want to be a 52, a Ray Lewis linebacker and an offensive line. Hey, I get it. I understand why it happens at some times. But this targeting rule, y'all, y'all got to change it. Y'all got to change it ASAP. Does not make sense to you? doesn't make sense to me the refs have to look really stupid because I, I guarantee there are times that the ref don't believe what's being what they about to call but it's the call that they have to make because it's in the rule book written that way hey rule changes rules are great uh, I like I, I like a lot what's going on with the ncaa these are just proposals these have not gone into effect these are not set in stone yes i do understand exactly the words that are coming out of my mouth right now but i will also say this to keep football football to keep football fun one of the things I don't I personally don't like and I'm not the only one the kickoffs remove it if you want to if you want to have a fair catch inside the 25 ho ho call the fair catch at the 10 you get the ball at the 10. that's football the way that it should be let's move away from college football to one particular sport from all levels basketball. Month of March. The month of March. is finally here. And as John Rothstein has coined this phrase, this is March. That is exactly what this, this is. And we know when we hear this is March, what that means. Some of you, you look forward to other months of the year. December for Christmas. November for Thanksgiving, um, July for the Fourth of July. A lot of people here in in, uh, Indiana or even Indianapolis you look forward to the month of May for the, the greatest spectacle in racing, the Indianapolis 500. Well, for basketball fans, this is the month we live for. The NBA season, it's hot, it's big, a lot of basketball winding down. Teams are trying to get in playoff position, either cement a seed or to try to find a way to get a spot in the playoffs. You have college basketball. This week yes literally this week we have conf- college conference basketball tournament starting a couple of years ago I went to my first conference basketball tournament I went to I took a trip to st. Louis to watch the Missouri Valley uh, Men's Basketball Tournament, um, Missouri Valley Conference Men's Basketball Tournament, Loyola Chicago, I forget who they play, but Loyola Chicago Chicago won that game there in in, uh, St. Louis, often called the tournament, often called Arch Madness, and let me tell you, at that time, I knew nothing about Sister Mary while I'm at the game, uh, I saw those those players and those fans jumping to each other's arms. I saw coaches jump for joy, but I had no idea, and they had no idea they were going to go on such a run and to make a run all the way to the final four that season. Locally, your high schools, a lot of high school basketball tournaments are going on right now. Now I know some. I think it was I think it was Alabama, but somebody had their conference basketball, their uh, high school state tournament, um, boys' side. Uh, championship this past weekend I think it was on Saturday but most of you they're going to have your tournaments this month here in Indiana it hadn't even started yet this week we have sectionals which is our first round in Indiana every team makes it into the tournament which provides its own buzz provides its own uh pizzazz um uh, uh a different level of anxiety for teams that have won one or two or three games they win the one game then they win another They're like oh my goodness I'm actually able to win the first round of the tournament and it has a different level of excitement so this whole month we have high school basketball high school basketball in a lot of areas you have your college basketball not just your conference tournaments but in the middle of the month of March 15th we're going to have what are we going to have selection Sunday and in the last two weeks of the month it's madness, straight madness, baby. And I'm here for it. Then I'll see if NBA winding down. Expect a lot of big matchups. TNT, ABC, ESPN, your regional sports networks. No matter what it is, a lot of big matchups. Uh, expect a lot of big games, a lot of big play all around the league. In the NBA, we got things started off. We got the month started off with the bang on Sunday evening. Yes, I believe the Rockets played earlier that day. I think the Rockets played the Bucks. I could get that. I could get that confused. But then also we had the, the nightcap that day with the Lakers and the Pelicans. And let me tell you, I was not high on the Pelicans even when Zion came back. My buddy Brian Ricks came on. I had to get that. I had to give him some credit. He saw something coming that well, uh, a lot of us did not. Um, I didn't think the Pelicans, this this Pelicans um this Pelicans team had a lot, had, had this coming. Um they, are, they were in a great position to get that eighth seed in the playoffs. And could you imagine a Zion versus LeBron matchup in the first round of the playoffs? Talking about a ratings bonanza, talking about a ratings galore, talking about networks trying to get that, that that, that particular round, my goodness, this is what you want as a ba- as basketball fans, not just LeBron James, who even in year 17, as Doris Burke said last night in the, in last night in the game, as Doris Burke said so well, even in year 17, LeBron <laughs> continues to get better. I don't care if you like him or you hate him. I don't know if you're somewhere in between. It don't matter. LeBron continues to get better. And then you have Zion Williamson, and he was like, oh, will he be able to shoot or will he be able to dribble? And there were numerous times, time after time, after time on the court, I'm watching Zion get the ball on the block. Not waiting for the double team, which a lot of young players and older players do. You sit there, you wait for the double team, you try to read and see what's going on. No, no, no. Zion gets that ball, two dribbles in a move. Two dribbles in a move every time. Now, he's a great passer. He's a great finisher. His second jump is quicker and he jumps higher than you do. I mean, tell me a player on the NBA, in basketball. It can be on your playground. I don't care. Tweet at me at steven 7 Send me a, send me a tweet. Who you know who has a second jump at 285 pounds like Zion? I'll take the weight away. Who you know who who has a second jump like Zion Williamson? I ain't never met nobody. I know a lot of people that have watched basketball. They ain't never met nobody. Yeah, I, I haven't seen it. I'm sure a lot of you haven't seen it. You may have seen it. You may think, oh, miss, I got the playground, man. His second jump way better than Zion. So let's send video proof. Let's make that video go viral because I haven't seen it. But this is just a small glimpse of what we're ready to look into this basketball season. Miss Sabrina Unesco, who I mentioned earlier in the earlier, she's going to be playing in the tournament. We expect big things from her. Big things from a lot of uh, women uh, in college basketball. A lot of things from men in college basketball. A lot of teams. From, a lot. A lot of things from your local high schools playing in your local high school tournaments um, this this particular month. But then the NBA winding down. A lot of teams are vying for playoff position, and this is what we want. In the month of March. The month of March is finally here. Basketball fans, we can rejoice because from the March 1st up until March 31st, we have an excuse to watch basketball. Whenever we're at home, if your wife, your girlfriend, your husband, or boyfriend, if they don't understand your desire to sit on the couch and watch basketball, tell them to get at me because I will explain to them or even had to listen to this particular segment because basketball is that important to you, it's that important to me. And the month of March is all for us us watching basketball every single day thank you for listening to another episode of the Jay Stevens podcast as always you can follow me on twitter at j stevens 07 and if you follow me on twitter if you listen to listener to the podcast send me a message i like to know that i like to i, I like to know who follows me and who listens to the podcast feel free to do that Remember to always subscribe, rate, and review. It's a great way for people that are searching for new podcasts to listen to, to come across this one. They remember to always get the word out of the podcast via word of mouth. The things that we enjoy in life, if we are more willing and somewhat wired to tell other people about. So no matter if this was your first episode or if you have been listening since episode one, be sure to let people know about the podcast. This has been episode 71 of the Jason With Podcast. I'll see you next time.